I'm Nicolien Berger and I'm Jana Vosloe and this is Eret. Hi and welcome to our first mini-sode. What is a mini-sode? Mini-sodes are shorter episodes that zoom in on particular cultural texts. So after episode 5 with Azil last season, we were left with the question, how do we use our access into the white Afrikaner enclaves to subvert the norms in these spaces? What is an enclave? So an enclave is basically a small territory that's surrounded by a different territory but for a whole discussion on this you can find a breakdown in episode five of season one okay so we also had in 2020 our first laundromat discussion which there will be more of next year but what came out in this discussion on white afrikaner femininity with the use of collective thinking power of all our very stimulating parts participants was the idea of um, ZEF culture and that the ZEF movement can be a good example or potential form of subverting and challenging these Afrikaner enclaves that we find all around us. Therefore, we decided that this might be a worthwhile topic to explore in one of our first minisodes. The collaboration between a certain photographer and a famous hip-hop group immediately came to mind. Yes, you guessed it, we're chatting about the Antwoord. <laughs> this group who popularized Zeft culture in South Africa is well known for their provocative and artistic mu- music videos. Um, this would be a good time for you to go and watch the I Think Your Freaky music video. We will be discussing that today. However, this discussion will f- be from the lens of another photographer called Roger Ballen. So before we get into our artist photographer Roger Ballen for today, I just quickly wanted to share with you the origin of the term Zef because I found it was quite interesting. So the term actually originates from uh, the ca- a car called the Ford Zephyr. It's like one of those classic box cars. um, Which are now quite cool. Yeah, I would like a car like that. But um, (laughs) this car was very popular within the white working class communities during the apartheid period. So it's kind of this association with white trash or poor white but also there's like a little bit of fanciness maybe in like the furry leopard skin (laughs) seat covers or something like that yes as yulandi says about zef culture zef is your poor but your fancy you're poor but you're sexy you've got style (laughs) yeah so i think yulandi sums it up best okay so once again we have to credit the creative lecturers of the visual studies department of Stellenbosch University, as that is actually where we, uh, both Nicolene and I, encountered Roger Ballen for the first time, but also specifically the collaboration between Roger Ballen and the Antwerp. And this was done in a course where we specifically also dealt with identity and Afrikaner identity as well. So thanks again. (laughs) Okay, so let's air out the details. Sexy boys, 
Many people know the Antwerp's video, I Think You're Freaky, as it was one of their iconic songs that brought them into the consciousness of many South Africans and international supporters. But few people know that the visuals in this video was created and curated by an established American artist, Roger Ballen. Ballen has been living in Johannesburg for over 30 years now and has an extensive portfolio of art that you can see on his website. So one of the first art series of Ballon that we encountered is called the Platteland series and it was uh, published in a little book in 1994, which for all South Africans you'll know was an important time in our country. And something that really struck me in this series, so basically he went to the Platteland and really photographed basically the poor white Afrikaans people who lived on the margins of society. So I found a little quote that really um, expresses Ballant's project in the Platteland series, and I'll quickly read it for you. So Platteland was born of the profound irony that despite the political privilege apartheid had bestowed on whites, in the physical heart of the land, there is an inescapable testimony to the failure of the regime even to secure the well-being of the privileged minority. So Roger Ballen was really able to penetrate a world that had previously been shrouded under the, the mantle of white supremacy. And what you, if you go look, you can go look on his website, but these photographs are mostly in like a black and white style. And they are like in these homes with quite kitsch and weird and strange objects. The people who are featured are sometimes like uh, they seem to suffer from some physical disabilities or maybe like malnourishment, things like that. Very obscured facial expressions, very serious, really not the pl- what you would call the pride and glory of a, a certain culture. And this then really seeked to destabilize whiteness and white supremacy. Roger Ballen famously said about his No Joke series, a series that is mirrored in the visuals he incorporated in I Think You're Freaky. If you can define an idea with words, then you can get rid of it. You can package it and you can put it in a supermarket. But if art is undefinable, it is more powerful in the subconscious. And the subconscious can't figure it out, so it turns it over, turns it over, turns it over, trying to come up with some relationship with it. So the work should have that aspect of not being easily placed. If it's too easily placed, then it no longer has an impact. And this idea is really echoed in what you see in Balance work all the way from the Platteland series to then the collaboration with the Antwerp because it really tries to get into the subconscious of how we view race, class, language, spaces, etc. So when the Antwerp, um, when the Antwerp uh, said like when they collaborated with Roger Ballin that it was the first time in their lives uh, that they saw South African art that slammed so fucking hard and dark <laughs> and this is really true if you go look at his work also the the two of them this is now referring uh, to the members of the Antwerp have never really been able to fit into any part of South African culture. So they related to this like heavily strange, alienated people in Roger Ballen's photographs who live on the fringes of South African society. And Ballen's career was basically already steeped in Afrikaner subculture. So the collaboration with the Antwerp in 2012 seemed natural. And I mean, the amount of hits on the Antwerp's music video also speaks volumes to what it says about our Afrikaner 
Dave subculture. Definitely. So now we are going to do a little bit of a visual analysis of the video. Now, the Antwerp's videos are known for being very layered, very active. There's so much going on in terms of symbolism and things that you can unpack. But we're not going to do that. We're going to speak uh, about the video as a whole, really looking at how the collaboration between Roger Ballen and the Antwerp uses Zef culture and the portrayal of Zef culture um, combined with this way of portraying maybe um, poor Afrikaans um, in, in, the, in the video to disrupt the Afrikaner regime culture. And what we felt when we watched this video is like, what the hell is going on? It's so stimulating, there's so much happening and you can't help to be drawn into the Antwerp's beats. Yulandi Fisser and Ninja, which is their character names, um, their performing names, they play their roles very well. It's a very performative video with a lot happening. A lot happening. So when you look at I Think You Freaky, the the color palette is undeniably Balan. If you, I had the privilege once of seeing his exhibition in the Zeitsmuka where you walked into a whole room that was created just Balan and it basically looked like exactly the set of this music video. And you definitely get the same vibes. So when, you, when the video opens up with Yolandi Fisser, sitting with her pale skin and white blonde hair in a tub of black liquid, looking very suspicious. This video kind of jumps between her and the other white subjects as the inversions and contrasts of black, white and grey. So colour is very important and like the first obvious visual cue that we can discuss in this video. And Roger Ballen also uses very stark black and white contrast photographs to highlight the racial investigations that are so typical of his artistic exploration. So he's really trying to get under the way we portray and construct race. And this then adds to this feeling of almost like a nauseating ex viewing experience. It's almost like if you think about a photograph, the negative copies, and you're constantly jumping between the different color sides. Yeah, and the play of elements in the video that are so obscure that they create a haunting and uneasy feeling as well in the viewer. And this is also very characteristic of Balan's photographs, his installations and his layered portraits. He juxtaposes animal and human and non-human form and then often animates something that is completely lifeless by giving it human association. And this is also seen in the Antwerp's video where there is sometimes an animal in a strange place or a hand moving where you're not supposed to see a hand moving so he really also has a visual influence in that way really putting strange elements together that is what juxtaposition means it means when you put strange elements next to each other and this is also like on a meta level balance work is also brought to life so the the animal the non-human his drawings now the Antwerp almost became then, which is just something... Yeah, like his flat drawings on the wall, yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah and his also, photographs became animated. Yeah, yeah, so that's also another layer of that. Um, but so Balance characteristical portrayal of his subjects as these dark and arranged people is kind of pushed and complemented in this video 
by the overly petite and feminine voice of that Yolande Fisser performs in. And this is then also seen in the strange body movements by the dancers, the almost genderless children, and, and then a lot of out-of-place domestic actions that's also performed by Ninja and specifically also Yulandi, which we will touch on a bit later. So, for example, you see the frying of food or egg in a very dirty kitchen, which most Afrikaner Tanis would like not Never be able allow. to do. <laughs> and the inhabiting of a very chaotic and filthy space and themselves being dirty for no reason. I mean, that you see them lying in rats as if there's like nothing going on. So that whole idea of a dirty animal kind of side comes through. And this like antagonistic, threatening and almost menacing looks kind of, is a very iconic of balance Platterland, Outland and Shadow Chamber series, uh, which was a brief, briefly mentioned in the beginning. Yeah, even the way that the Antwerp performs with their faces, the video is very zoomed in on their faces, which also is very characteristic of the Platterland, Outland and Shadow Chamber series. Like there's a lot of portraits of people staring right into the camera with these strange faces, like either pulling faces or being very serious or like looking menacing, like you said. So I thought that was also quite interesting to see how the connection between his work is made in the kind of portraits and then in the video it also cuts to these like zoomed in strange faces yeah and they also have like a gaze to the viewer the 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 faces and the portraits you almost feel like you are being confronted yeah like a picture is taking or it's almost like that fourth wall breaking experience to an extent yes and uh, what's interesting is Yulandi Fister is also made non-human. So we spoke about the the animal aspects, but even Yulandi Fister as a subject, an active subject in this video, is made looking like an alien almost with dark contacts and kind of floating in water. And these characteristics, or the characters often engage with wild animals in a very intimate way. So like Jana said, the, sometimes a rat crawls over them while they're singing and dancing. But let's maybe talk about the gender portrayal in this video. So how would you say Yulandi versus Ninja is portrayed in this video when you read it through the gendered lens? So from a gendered perspective, like on the one hand, there's a very uh, almost stereotypical active-passive divide where um, you also see in the domestic space, Yulandi is the one cooking the eggs while Ninja is sitting and waiting. They do contrast it every now and then, but in general, you find, I mean, even Yulandi in the bathtub, I don't know what you would say about that, but that's also a very like sensual, like she emerges as this like outerworldly but still like sexy as as she said Joseph it's sexy you have style you know like yeah. what looks cool <laughs> what do you think yeah I think so there's also in a scene where Ninja actually is beating a lion so it's like he's hunting and killing and then she's cooking and like you say she's either dancing or sitting passively where Ninja is really like dancing a lot with his body and this is something that if you look at the Antwerp's other videos they play on that gender role a lot there's a few videos where Yulandi uses her body very sexually to kind of subvert the Afrikaner gaze or the, the way that Afrikaner women used to be portrayed by the apartheid regime. Yeah, as like, very like reserved, you are almost an asexual being, the skirts and the clothing is very long, you know, all yeah, of it's that. very modest. Yeah, which is something they're also not. Like they always mention in their videos like how well they'd be doing and all of those kind of things. Yeah, so this this brings this idea that 
like what what the video keeps on doing we've said the word subverting probably probably like a thousand times now but it's there's something profound about this collaboration in the way that they are trying to show this alternative Afrikaner slash Zef identity you see a lot of different cultures coming through and this is also something that that Balin that's influenced by Balin as this kind of arcane and this large connection to the Afrikaner individual because you see them for instance in like almost looking like an initiation ritual clothing uh there's you could definitely see almost black facing of how the mm. black paint um so there's really a way in which they try to turn the narrative that we associate with different races and cultures on its head in a very direct and disturbing way yeah, and an article in The Guardian captures this sentiment perfectly, stating that out in the margins of the world, in the contested zone between the West and the imaginary other, there is some truly strange mixtures of style, politics and aesthetics. But where Exotica has always tended to make non-human subjects the alien, in Balin and the Antwerp's world, the white people are the people who are really strange. The band play with the racial and the cultural stereotypes, blacking up the videos, adopting alien contact lenses, fake tribal dubbing and sign language, like Jana said, and their ability to offend is universal. The Antwerp offers themselves up as models of knowing a kind of authenticity. And you ask yourself how much is real and how much is just play acting. This is something like this is kind of the question that this brings to us and in the question we asked in the beginning about how we think about alternative Afrikanerdom, how we think about race and post apartheid South Africa, there really is this tension and they 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 find a way to really, as you say, universally offend where you you aren't sure is this promoting some kind of post racial ideology? Is this plainly cultural appropriation? You know, it is a performance art piece, so we have this realization that they are trying to tell us something more about how we are talking about race, gender, and um, and class, specifically mm-hmm. class of the Zef uh, part. But it it definitely that's kind of the part where further thinking is provoked for me. Yes, definitely. Like it, there's a a big conversation to be had about whether they're appropriating or whether they're actually creating something that still disrupts. So maybe we'll do that in the bring it home section. Having gone through some of these visual elements in the collaboration between Balin and the Antwerp, we definitely are left with more questions than answers. So in the beginning of the minisode, we asked how does the Antwerp and the Zef movement formed around them assist in breaking these white enclaves? And that can also be code for like breaking down the racial categories fixated on whiteness, which is mostly a denial of blackness and coloredness and anything basically hybrid. So you'll also see that in some of the other videos of the Antwerp, they really also go into the Cape colored culture and kind of, well, appropriate this one word or embody that as part of their positioning of Zef. So that Zef is almost from an Afrikaans perspective, this union between the colored and the the white Afrikaner um, and therefore thereby obscuring the race. 
So now we want to think a bit further and push this question and see where what we come out up with. Yeah, so like what Jana says, this idea is also reflected in an article that we will reference in our show notes that states that while clearly racialized as originally white, the Antwerp and others argued implicitly and explicitly that ZEF now denotes a new class-based positioning that cuts across cultural and racial lines. So describing this embodiment of ZEF aesthetics in 2010, the Antwerp's ninja claimed, I represent South African culture. In this place, you get a lot of different things. Blacks, whites, coloreds, English, Afrikaans, Zulu, Kosa, Vatukal. I'm like all of these people, fucked into one person. <laughs> That's so ninja. So, so literally, after hearing that quote, your default, or like my default thinking is like, how can you make the statement like... I was trying to think, is there maybe something that can be problematized here? It actually reestablishes exactly the point that was, I think, trying to try to be made in the I Think You Freaky music video. Because what Balan and the Antwoord do is by showing that, you know, we are now all these categories, we all take on this, they immediately force you to start making those associations that we've all been learned about what actually denotes identity and how we've constructed these different racial identities. So while there's definitely an argument to be made for how we should go about historically thinking about categories and how people have been discriminated against very differentially, Mm. I think this provokes the conversations about how we consider race and that is basically that is the baseline point of yeah. that's being made in this music video yeah and i think the unfit and if you're looking at this as an art piece and a performance art piece in this collaboration with a very serious fine artist that takes photographs you you have to consider that the shock value of how directly they are trying to communicate this point of hybrid a hybrid identity is maybe to create controversy and to disrupt and to get people to talk which is exactly what I think your freaky did and most of the Antwerp's kind of music videos and things did it it upset people to the point of talking and where they engage and they're using this kind of very in your face way of of engaging with race and culture to get people to think about it like you say so it, it has shock value and therefore people start a conversation as we are doing now as we are doing right now and <laughs> i mean to add to that i think it's it also in i mean the answer this was 2012 like a lot of time has passed since this video they have kind of low-key faded although they are still busy with projects but i think they faded a bit <laughs> yeah they faded but um probably intentionally but i mean there's also a lot of conversations happening at the moment in the broader afrikaans culture between the white afrikaans and the colored afrikaans identity and i think what's so interesting is because Steph is kind of this amalgamation between the cape culture and they draw a lot on gangster culture well, this is the- what this is the twist that the, the unfit actually brings like the portrayal of zef and poor whites in roger Ballen's series of platteland they don't really have that gangster aspect so the unfit bring a very specific gangster twist to it and kind of i think made it popular in south africa that that zef culture is associated with gangsterism don't you think and i think even if it's not gangsterism i think it's maybe the the form in which their music like the the rap 
Or K-pop. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's the language. The, it's actually yeah. reflected in the language. So it's more in the yeah the stylistic aspects of that, and not this video specifically, but some of the others have like very direct yes. references to the kind of Cape Flat gangsterism, which is a very real and ongoing problem in South Africa that a lot of other uh, rappers like um, I think AKA and Youngster CPE, CPT are like um, actively uh, putting out there in the Afrikaans rap scene. So if we look at all the, you know, Afrikaner or white Afrikaans people like Jack Parrow is also known for Zev culture, even though he's maybe not to this extent, but they have kind of faded that, but now we also see a broadening up of the Afrikaans music scene, the Afrikaans art scene that once again asks us like, as white people, like how should we, what, how should we go about framing this? How, how is this disrupting our identity or are we just borrowing from another identity? And that's where the whole appropriation argument comes in. Yes. And again, the, I think the aestheticization of, um, gangsterism that the Antwerp and Yulandi Fisser uses in the music video, it's like this white guy made a few pretense choppies on his, um, on his chest and he uses very, intense swear words which is also very characteristic of Jack Parrow's kind of language it's almost like using very specific swear words in very crass ways and Afrikaans the peer word <laughs> is used a lot and but then they have this attitude of being cool you know like that that gangsterism is a cool kind of identity to have so it's also like engaging with it critically in the sense of asking um, are they really showing anything about that culture truly or is it just an idea of the culture that is used in their videos to add like a little bit of spice and controversy yeah and i mean that brings the question can you show any culture truly because as we know even the ideas that we see about white culture is very much constructed ideas um so i think there's also this tension between what is the live realities of certain racial groups in south africa and what are the racial constructions and i see i think the lines start to blur because Mm -hmm. the live reality is still very much that like um people of color are living in poverty even though the live reality is also not that white people are purely this like innately affluent group as was shown by the Platteland series and the amount of like the, the poor white thing. Not to use that as a oh whites are poor as well argument, no. which is a whole different <laughs> chat. But just yeah, it 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 constantly provokes us to to destabilize these ideas. And if we'd bring the question back to the enclaves, the question is now, how do you disrupt something that already exists, so the norms, by creating something new that can kind of disrupt that old thing without taking or borrowing or appropriating or stealing too much of something else? Like, is it possible to disrupt something by creating something new without drawing on something that already exists? Is <laughs> that question. <laughs> that sounds like such a um, Dr. Well, stereotypical, stereotypical <laughs> philosophy question as well. But, and that is, that is, that comes to the core of the question. And I think in a way, the way our language, the language is a very interesting way of viewing it from that perspective because, you know, they talk about bastardizing 
the whole thing of making dirty, changing. If you think about standard Afrikaans, mm. it, it's all this like clean, proper, the proper mm. way the of proper speaking. Ways. Ordentlik. This is the opposite of the yeah. ordentlik and proper so way. So part of Zef and part of language is also, I think, on a to, if we have to get practical or on a like everyday level, part of letting go of that Afrikaner idea ideals is also to see that this was never clean to begin with mm. like there mm. it was rats in our house mm. from the start mm. the the everything was just a show and now we can actually embrace like how you speak how you evolve how the language of afrikaans mm. is evolving how the you know in poetry in music this is how we are getting rid of some i guess afrikaner mm. enclaves and this is something that we need more of and this also alludes to an insight i got in our laundromat um, uh, discussion the first laundromat discussion we had where i realized that swearing can be weirdly liberating in afrikaans because of that bastardizing of the language and this is what is done by most zef afrikaner um, um, artists they use a lot of swearing and cussing and blasphemy as well you mm. know like kind of because uh, let's not forget about the, the religious <laughs> never forget <laughs> so so that is all brought up um in the way that the language is used and yulandi fisser and ninja's lyrics and their music is packed full of interesting ways and i think jack parrow is a very very interesting example of how he actually kind of in a more intelligent way where yulandi and ninja kind of play a lot with rhythm and broad statements where jack parrow really goes into specific uh, like personalities almost sometimes and does dissect specific kind of afrikaner elements with language so that's an interesting note of like how it can be bastardized through swearing <laughs> yeah I, I felt very tempted now to, <laughs> we, <laughs> we to bastardize our podcast as well yeah so i mean this is a mini episode and Nicolene and I will definitely be able to do an episode on this as well but for the sake of keeping promises and making this short and sweet we'll I guess end with final thoughts and then how we can go further that was actually my final thoughts I think um, I want to keep it short and the question I think is open-ended as per usual with Eret we are just here to air things mm. so you must let us know what you think how is all of these multiple questions that has opened up under the one question inspired you to think differently about subverting Afrikaner norms yeah so with that, also remember that you can send us suggestions if you want us to air out another topic in one of our mini-sodes. Thank you for all of those who've already done so on social media. And then enjoy your festive season. We will bring you more interesting content in the new year with season two of Air It. Just a note about this episode before we sign off. In the episode, we mentioned that the Antwerp faded a little bit. Uh, this was before the release of their 2020 album, which proves to be very interesting and which we will definitely need much more space than a mini-sode to air out. So stay tuned. Maybe potentially in the future, we will do a sequel. As always, you can find extra content and interesting resources on our social media platforms. The links will be in the show notes as well as on our website. And remember to stay stimulated. <laughs>